Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. It's time for a peculiar podcast. In your wildest dreams, you could not imagine the marvelous surprises that await you. Hosted by Pat Cashman. He had a fiery quality on the stage and off the stage, and he was gorgeous to look at. And back by his side, Lisa Foster. She has tattoos, she's cool, she's dangerous. Broadcasters turned rogue podcasters. This <laughs> is a real nice surprise. They're back and on demand. Just press the button. See, you're on. Ready or not, it's Pat and Lisa. Some people without brains do an awful lot of talking, don't they? Yes, I guess you're right. <laughs> Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. Can you dig it? Yeah, yeah, I can dig it, yeah. It's love and time. Oh, there you are. You found us again. Thank you. Thank you for even bothering to search. Uh, it is us. It is we. Yeah, well, I don't never know what's the right thing to say. It's me and you. It, it's us. It's you and I. It's it's us and uh, <laughs> right. Lisa and Pat. And thank you for hanging out with us again. Much to get to. Uh, but uh, first of all, we are always trying to think of ways, or even one way, of making this podcast better and a little more accessible to people and to get the word out about it a bit more than we have so far. There are a lot of good podcasts out there. I'm discovering them all the time. Mm -hmm. But you have to sort of stumble across them, and that uh, is probably maybe unfortunate for us the way you find this one is that uh, you just said, hey, what's this? Or some guy, somebody tells you about it, right. what have you. And that's where we have learned, and most people are already aware of this, that social media can be a great accelerator and make things happen more quickly than they otherwise would. Right, and by... we have a Facebook page for Peculiar Podcast. But and... who knows it's there? And I noticed um, yesterday that my plumber has more <laughs> has, <laughs> has more likes than our podcast page does. Well, let's face it. How many septic <laughs> tanks have we cleaned out? You know, how many drips have we stopped? And it sort of occurred to me, gosh, I better, I need to sort of uh, accelerate the social media. We also have a Twitter account. I think we've tw tweeted once. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm still not so, quite figuring out how the best way to use Twitter is. So it's just, it's, it's time consuming and it's hard to kind of keep up on it. So, uh, well, like, like everybody else, you've got your own, uh, other lives and you're busy with that and all that sort of thing. And we're also looking to areas where there are people out there who have expertise in arenas or are trying to gain more expertise mm -hmm. in areas having to do with social media and, uh, and, and all of that. So I guess it's a long way of saying that we are trying to look for some help in that uh, arena. Yeah. And, and, and there must be people out there, I know there are, who uh, are saying, man, I, I, I'd really like to, in a real, in a real world situation here, uh, work on some uh, social media for an enterprise that is underway uh, right now then maybe I can help. And I can learn. My, the, the benefit to me would be that I'm going to learn my craft better so that I'll be more valuable to a company. And the bigger benefit someday. is having your would be having your name attached to this podcast. Because exactly. that's going to just shoot you through the stratosphere in that's terms right. of success. Yes, and your, your name will be heard by <laughs> dozens of people. 
<laughs> yeah, so uh, be sure if you if you are interested, uh, we just just as much help as you can give or not give, or if you're interested or know somebody who might be interested in doing it, it would help if you were a fan of the show, obviously, to help us with a little bit of PR and social media. Uh, just send an email to comments at Peculiar Podcast. And we do get lots of emails from people, too. I meant to mention that we sometimes don't get a chance to respond to. And we wanted to s- say thanks for sending us. We will do that on, us, yeah. on our next uh, podcast. Your, we will sending us your thoughts. We read some it. of your mail. Thank you for that. But we can't um, we can't offer you anything but love. But, man, most places won't even give you that. That's right. Days, so exactly. We, we hope you'll consider it. All right. Uh, it is... Um, there are many things we can talk about. Let, let me just start with this. I, I saw, saw a blog in the Seattle Times a couple of weeks ago, maybe it was, uh, that uh, sounded sort of interesting to me because it's something that I think about. Uh, and that is that are we have we become slovenly here in Seattle? We, we think we are a pretty sophisticated fa- uh, uh, place, you know, with culturally arts and all music of that. and Art, yeah, sure music and absolutely anything you would expect of a big american modern city mm-hmm. but there are some alarmists who think well if you think we're all that uh, just go into a restaurant a nice restaurant even and take a look around and you're going to see some people dressed like slobs in there a bottle of red a bottle of whites it all depends upon your appetite I'll meet you anytime you want In our Italian restaurant and Define so, slobs, though. I well, mean, what do you mean? We, we will as we move along Because inappropriate is different than being a slob. So the point of the blog was, should Seattle, should this area, uh, begin having a dress code in restaurants? Uh, again, are there any dress code? If there uh, ever was one, any restaurants? I mean, that have like you have. I know there's some restaurants where you have to wear a tie, or you have to wear a jacket. Canless restaurant is oh. uh, is well requires uh, men to come in to wear sports jackets. Uh-huh. And if you don't, for some reason, they actually have an array of sports jackets. They'll say, "Here, put this one on." What's what are you the a forty-two point of long? That? It, I, that's, that's that's what I want to talk about. Is it dumb? Yes, it's dumb. Why do I have to have, wear a coat while I'm eating a steak? But shouldn't there, but shouldn't there be some sense of some consistent? You know what? If they're not good enough class, when they walk in the door, tell them. You know what? You're just not good enough. Go, go to Dicks. Should they you're, have a dress code? You're dicks? dressed for Dicks. Yeah. Go eat there. You're dressed like Dicks. I don't go know. There. That just seems to me to be. I, I would be embarrassed. Wouldn't you be embarrassed if you walked into a restaurant and they said? Yeah, here, wear this. But there's other places in, that that do have dress codes. I mean, you go onto a nice golf course, you have to wear a collared shirt, and you you can't wear not on my jeans. aunt's golf course. No, but there are which many is a courses. Dakota well, Creek exit two seventy off I five. Yeah, but hers isn't a real fancy schmancy. Course. It's a not. It's a really nice course, but you're right. It's not a fancy schmancy. It's a very yeah. relaxed, fun I mean, course. Yeah, if you go to uh, Broadmoor Golf. Uh, club for example right which is a private club i was doing an event there one night and i wanted to do a bit of what, where i was speaking to a group and and uh, there's a bit where i'm i'm admonishing everybody that they make should be sure to turn their cell phones off because there's nothing more rude and then mine goes off because i was able to <laughs> has, has a little funny. button and uh mm-hmm. 
so just in doing that, I got in a mi- mi- little bit of trouble because I said, you know, there's no cell phones here at, uh, are permitted here at the, bro- I, I said, I know, but I'm just doing a bit. Yeah. Well, I know we, we really prefer you not, uh, Don't do your even bit. do the bit because, uh, <laughs> it's a, now to me, I, that gets kind of stupid, but I, they, it's a private club. They can do it the way they want. Here's the thing. What if you were in, went into a restaurant? It, it's easy to talk about these things in the abstract. Let's talk about something that that let's imagine really happens. Okay. Lisa Foster. You're, well, first of all, I never go out, so I'm not even going to go go into a restaurant. But okay, we'll but go. you have in the past. Yes, right? I have. So a long, you, long time ago. So you. <laughs> so you are on a date. <laughs> that was a long, long time ago. And uh, the gentleman says, I'm going to take you to a really nice place tonight. And you say, Olive Garden? Is it? No, 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 no. It's, I mean. it's <laughs> Red Lobster? We're, we're, going to a, <laughs> we're going to a classy joint. And okay. You've always heard that expression, yes. classy joint. Yes. So, and? So there's a, there's a level, an expectation uh, there that there's not going to be... Um, it's not going to be loud. It's not going to be raucous. It's uh, that the, it's the, elegant. It's the refined. service is going to be very good. The food is going to be fantastic. Mm-hmm. So you go in there and they say, "Oh, thank you. Do we have a reservation here? Is this uh, woman with you?" Yes. Yes. Meaning me? Are yes. you talking about me? You. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yes, she is. Oh. Oh well. Very well. Uh, let me bring you over to this table here. Comfortable? By the kitchen. <laughs> what are you getting at? I've known what your point is. <coughs> Other than me. doing that very funny, I just started smoking cigars. I'm that not, very funny, not snotty maitre d voice of yours that I love. Um, What's your point? Well, my point is that so then they put you in the restaurant and you and you've you know you've dressed nicely, Lisa, and your date is he's wearing appropriate, you know, clothes for going out and okay. it's a nice night out. Right, right, right. But they sit you next to a table and there's a guy who's who is got a greasy looking shirt on and he's malodorous. You can pick it up the, as soon as you sit down. No, 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 no. We're not talking about smell. Keep it to the, just a tire. It's part of the dress code because this guy smells because he doesn't wash his clothes. No, okay? I don't think that's what... You, no, you're taking this way too far. That's part of dress code, I think. You're p- taking it way too far. No, I'm not. I'm trying to put it in a, in a real life situation No, you're not. You're you. trying to really exaggerate it and, and say, well, if the guy shows up in his car mechanic overalls yeah I okay mean, how about this how about this i don't care what other people wear no you might what about if it's smelly i will but okay yeah so that's part that's of it not, no it's not it this is has too nothing to do with this how guy, people smell they put you at a what table if there's somebody who's dressed really nicely and they stink wouldn't couldn't happen not possible not on this planet you make me so tired <laughs> So, okay, okay go all right. ahead. How about this? How about this? Because this happened to me one time. There's a guy, you're seated at the table, and there's a guy on another table whose chair is uh, of, of a, such a type that you can see his back, and his pants are down. <laughs> now, hear me out. His, I know what you're going to say. His pants are... You know they're not they're they're you can see uh, butt, crack. butt cleavage yes, yes. Okay. and plenty of it yeah and I would just and wait now and it's hairy and he's got <laughs> and it smells he's got <laughs> he's got a couple of sores <laughs> and some lint some lint and some boils okay 
And you're supposed to sit in that restaurant and enjoy your dumpling soup. And you have to look at that. Now, what about that? Can you win? I can't do it. Dress code, dress code. Well, see, then they'll give him a long coat to wear, and then he can go sit at the table. You but told people me people don't a, want to look at that. You told me a story though about a guy who was wearing a really inappropriate T-shirt that mm-hmm. had some foul language or, yeah. or a yeah. gesture on it or something. And yeah, but that's for First Amendment stuff, I suppose. And, and well, maybe, the butt crack should be covered under the First Amendment as well. And then, of course, the counter argument to all of this is that uh, people will say, "Oh, oh, I see." So. If I'm not rich like other people that go to these nice restaurants and I can't afford fancy schmancy clothes from Brooks Brothers or whatever, then I guess I don't get to travel in the same social circles as as the well-to-do because I'm just a, a, a slob and a peasant and I should go somewhere else and... I think it's just a very hard po- uh, policy to to sheriff because oh, yeah. there's no accounting for taste. There's no accounting for taste. If the only dress code for requirement for canvas is that men must wear a sports jacket, you can get the craziest sports jacket I know. ever yeah, I know. and look 50 times more horrible than a guy who has just a very nice uh, shirt and tie on. A white sport coat and a pea. Yeah, or you could come in dressed like Huggy Bear. You got the right with a velvet, and they don't decide. And then you think that I'm dressing really cool, and and some maybe some stuffed shirt at at, uh, restaurants says. I don't believe that's appropriate for this. Place, yeah, it's uh, just to me very hard to police. I don't know how you would. Well, that's and it. I th- I think for most the most part people are, you know able to sort of research restaurants before they go into them. I don't think we need a dress code. I think that's just, just no, nah, stop it. Oh, no. I, I think it's interesting to talk about. It, it, Do part, you think part of the article I read code? was that somebody was complaining because they were at the, the Metropolitan... Oh, the Metropolitan Grill. Yeah, and there was a guy came stumbling in in shorts and an ill-fitting tank top, and he's got oh, he's got one of those uh, big, bright neon water bottles with him, and and he was wearing a ball cap. And it, it just, it, uh, I can see it both ways. I mean, really? You, you couldn't dress up a little bit? You were coming in here? Well, and the argument, well, he's spending the same kind of money you are. Why can't yeah, you come in Yeah, I don't care. Why, why do people get this? Mind your own business is what I say. But you would Mind get, your own business. Yeah, he's wearing shorts and he's wearing flip-flops. Mind your own business. It doesn't hurt anybody. It's not going to make your meal taste any less better. Just uh, mind your own I business. Don't, I don't. Th- I think it's going to ruin your experience. What about people? A lot of people. This the Pacific Northwest is a very casual, laid back uh, place to to live and do business Slovenly. in. Most most CEOs are having meetings in jeans and and I mean. Well, that's that's what's that's one of the things that has been observed here is that when uh, Microsoft and all of these yes. companies came along in the. Uh, the late 70s early 80s then the dress code started to uh become more casual and very relaxed. casual and then so you're dressed dressed that way at work then of course you're going to go to the restaurant dressed right. that way because it's good enough for work it's good enough for the restaurant and so there are those who lament uh, the fact that we just uh, have no um there's no decorum here. We're, we're slobs. I've shown up to to weddings and and to church and to the people all and I will always wear a dress uh, if I'm going to church or going to a wedding. 
It's just what I want to do. I, that's what I do. That's what. <laughs> that's just what I want to do. Um, makes me feel better. When I was a kid, but uh, people show up in jeans and shorts to church and weddings all the time now. Yeah, I I know, and I. I so who cares? I, part, well, part of me that cares a little bit. <clears throat> Maybe I shouldn't, but I do. It's uh, there's a. a if, if we're going to just abandon all traditions uh, across the board, then okay, I guess that's me, fine. Let but me put this When I was a kid, my mom would be apoplectic. <laughs> uh, you had the women had to wear hats or some kind of cover-up, you know, even right. if it was just a doily on your head or mm -hmm. something. Uh, and it was just expected. And you don't go in jeans and you don't go right. in T-shirts, uh, whether you're an adult or a kid. Um, and that was just... Uh, out of respect, if you were a religious person, you were respecting the institution that you were that you were going into because the yeah. other people there ex also honored that. And so, for you to go in dressed in a bozo suit would just be uh, that would be saying, <laughs> "Oh, screw the rest of you. This is I do what I want." All right. Well, think back to the days um, banking and airline travel. When you went to the bank, you dressed up. You might be wearing when a mask, you, but you dressed up. When you went on an airplane trip, you were dressed up. And, and did anybody lament the fact that, oh, well, people just don't wear gloves and pearls and a hat to the bank anymore? There's no, The June Cleaver is gone. I mean, she was wearing pearls and a dress vacuuming. Yeah, but that was a show. That was a TV show. Was uh, well, I know. But, but my point is that there are a lot of things that have changed that doesn't mean... I don't think I'm showing any more disrespect when I walk into a bank now because I'm in a hurry and I've got, you know, jeans and flip-flops on. Um, I just I have to make a deposit. But do, but do you... You know, the, or when I travel, I'm wearing sweatpants and a Pat but, Cashman ski weekend T-shirt. But do you see the because every, it seems to come out at least once a quarter, the people of Walmart, those things that go around I the know, internet. I know. Uh, those, supposedly real pictures. Yes, of, they are. Yeah. Well, you don't know. But yes. Well, I've seen some of those people. Yes, you have, and that's my point. That that doesn't bother you. You see guys coming into uh, the supermarket wearing pajama how does, bottoms. How does and, it hurt me? How well, does it hurt me? I saw it makes me sick. <laughs> I'm trying to get. I'm trying to pick food out, and my appetite is completely gone away. I did see. I did go shopping yesterday at QFC. There was a guy in his pajamas. Yeah, I've started to see it a lot. We part of it has to, to do with what part of town you're living in. We of used to work with a gal. Kennedy used to come do the show in her pajamas every day. Well, that's because she was groovy. Oh. Yeah. She was. She was. Super, she was hip. She was counterculture, and she was. That's right. Yeah. She was making a statement, not mm -hmm. just because she was lazy. Yeah. It doesn't matter to me. I don't care. Why do I care? Well, if wear you, whatever you want. If, if I agree as long with as you, your parts we, aren't then hanging why would out, we even talk about it. Why? As long because you seem to think that that there should be some sort of. Um, Let me ask you this: law you, if, about what you should wear if out. You went for a, if you went for a job interview, do you think that the that the employer would be beyond the pale to decline to hire you yes. because he didn't like the way you were dressed when you came in. Yes, absolutely. Isn't that his purview to say? Because you're sending, yes. whether it's correct or not, you're sending a message I to agree. this guy and what, what kind of employee you're going to be. I agree. I want to present myself well. I don't... 
Who cares what other, the other people in the restaurant think of me? I'm not there for them. I'm not there to get anything so it's from all about, them. It's all about you. Oh, for crying out loud. It's all about you. That's what so you're So when you go in for a job interview, absolutely. You're, you're, so, you're so trying you're, to... You're the, one who, you're the one who spins around when there's a squalling, <laughs> squealing, crying baby on an airplane or in a <laughs> yes. restaurant. So, but that, even if they're hurt, but it they still those people me. should be thrown out of the restaurant. But <laughs> yes. if they're not, but if they're if they, well, yes. so it is all about you. <laughs> no, I think a lot of people would agree with me. If he's quietly dressed bad, what do I care? If he's noisy is, and dressed bad, that I'm going to care. Well, of course, I don't want that's going to annoy me and affect my meal. If he walks in in his Hello Kitty pajamas, I don't care. It's not going to affect my meal. Well, you're going to look over at him a lot, aren't you? You're going to do a little eye rolling? No, because I, I really don't hey, care. Hey, Larry, look at that. <clears throat> I really, I don't, it doesn't bother me. So, again, right. I just think it's ridiculous to have a dress code. Um, I think it's worth and thinking you know about. And if, if you have a private restaurant, you have a clientele that has expectations, then you have, you should be able to enforce uh, a dress code if you want to. Really? It's your place. Yeah, okay. I do. You know those old what signs they, they used say, to have say we reserve the right. Right, to, right. Now, that, now there's the no shirt, no shoes, no service sign. You can leave your hat on. I saw, I saw a no shoes, no shirt. I'm not kidding. A no shoes, no service, no shirt. What, what did I say? No, no shoes, no, no shirt, shirt, no shoes, no pants, no service. No, and it was not put up as a joke. Really? Because I asked the guy, but I said, Yeah, we get these kids coming in here. Think they can just oh. wear their shorts. Or what about the kids that wear their pants down around? Yeah. Is that what he's talking about? Yeah, that, Those baggy pants? That too. He essentially doesn't think they're wearing pants is what I he's see. saying because they are not wearing pants that are doing yeah. doing much uh, So you're right. Concealment. That will um, but but I bet if 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 fifty percent of his business came from kids who wore their pants around their hips and around their butts like that, he would change his mind. So you are absolutely right, Pat. Every business owner and every restaurant owner. Wait a minute, I want to make sure we're recording. Okay, yeah, I got it. Every business owner and every restaurant owner has the absolute right to say, we don't want people in here who are wearing green. That's just we're, that's just what we feel like. We just don't that's like it. That's not an Irish restaurant. Don't wear green, okay? If you're wearing green, you can't come in. But, again, if it affects their sales, I just think that's dumb. Why not just let people come in? Who cares? Well, it gets to be a little slippery, doesn't it? I mean, uh, what? It, it's a, if it, we have, uh, we're protected by the First Amendment and a guy likes to wear his pajamas, isn't that a form of self-expression in a way for him to be able to go wear whatever he wants? Even if it's a private restaurant owner, doesn't he have some obligation to... Uh, because I, I think you could get into some trouble where you're uh, you're you're pushing people away that maybe you're pushing them away for a different reason than the one you're publicly right, saying. Exactly. Uh, I guess what. Right. Yeah, I don't. I have nothing more to say on the subject except that I want to. I'm going to take that part where you said you're absolutely right, Pat, and I'm going running to on a loop. Run it on a loop. <laughs> uh, put it on my iPod and something I can listen to when I'm running. <laughs> All right. All right. Hey, thank you, by the way, to folks who uh, have contributed to this show, um, and even monetarily. We yeah. continue to get little bits of uh, lucre that is 
very edifying, and it also helps pay for this. This is this is a low rent operation. Obviously, it's not that tough, mm-hmm. though that expensive. But there are expenses. Uh, this piece of equipment I have in front of me, twelve ninety five, at uh, Radio Shack. Really? So I yeah. couldn't do the podcast without, without that. it. Yeah. Hey, did I ever talk to you about this? Speaking of this, and I know I probably have. Uh, the Radio Shack mentioned reminded me of the stores. There's there a chain that I think are headquartered here. I thought it was a national chain at first, but I don't think so. I think it's here in Oregon, maybe, called Video Only. Are you familiar yes, with them? Yes, Video Only. So, I've, they, I've heard their ads. Yes, and what do you notice about the ads? You that that there's usually a man and a woman yep. in the ad. Yeah. The woman, the the guy's stupid, or no, maybe it's the woman that's stupid. One of them plays the dummy. The woman is stupid. You better go to video only. What? But it's basically, what my thing about it is, is that for at least 10 years, they've been having the same (laughs) friggin' conversation over and over again. (laughs) It's like she says, I I just uh, get to all of the big box stores to check out the prices. (laughs) All right, but make sure you check video only first. Why? And it's like he wanted to say, you idiot. What do you mean, why? We've been talking about this for a decade. You stupid cow. How many times do I have to tell you, go to video? What are you, were you born yesterday? Come on. You got got some, did you hit your head on something? We just talked about this. And now you're asking me again. You can't remember the video only thing. How is it you cannot remember that from one day to the next? You're an idiot! Well, you didn't have to be that mean. I mean, that, that's what gets me. Yes, it's I true. Guess, I guess that means I'm listening to them way too closely. That's very but, true. Uh, it's the same conversation over and over. Uh, okay, good. I'm glad I got that off my chest. That's okay. just one wow. of those little annoyances. Wow, that is kind of crazy. Hey, speaking of the, the dress code back that we were talking about here in Seattle <clears throat> not that this has anything to do with dress code but it does have to do about people who don't dress very well um, there's a a guy who's rolled out a new tour here in Seattle this uh, was rolled out actually I think a, a, about a month ago the website's been up for a little bit for a few weeks anyway okay that it, that offers um, this sort of immersion tour. So you know what an immersion tour is really not about you. The swimming just party. Looking at things, right? It's about you actually being part of of the tour. Um, and this is a tour uh, offered by a company uh, <clears throat> called Real View Tours, where you can pay two thousand dollars to live undercover as a homeless person in Seattle with a tour guide for three days. What do you think about that? There's a lot of people who are. So you sleep out on the street and you all sleep the, out on the street. You go to uh, uh, gospel mission mm-hmm, at night. Mm-hmm. You you blend in with the crowd. You mm-hmm. are one of them, so to speak. There's some people that are kind of upset about it. Now is this guy uh, is charging for this experience? Yeah, two thousand dollars to do this. And is that money he pockets? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah, this is a guy named Mike uh, Momaney, or Momaney, not sure how you pronounce it. Mike Momaney, Banana Wan and Fofamey, possibly? <laughs> Something like that. Middle Eastern origin? Uh, but yeah, so you can go undercover as a homeless person for $2,000. Hmm. Uh, Real View Tours, the website's been up for a while. Um, a lot of people think that 
you know, it's one there's there's pov- poverty tours have been around for a while. Um, not here in Seattle, obviously, but, but here uh, in this house, but, yeah. yeah, where you you do tour uh, areas that are stricken by poverty. But a lot of times, those people that live in those poverty areas are able to provide wares or trinkets or some sort of things for those tour- they tourists can sell. that they can sell. Ah. They can they can they can make money. So it it is a way for them. That's the, I don't know. I guess you could make the argument that 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 too is exploitive in a way. I, I don't know. Um, but a lot of people are very upset said about this going undercover as a homeless person they 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 they're not sure exactly why anybody would want to exploit them uh the homeless people they're they're not exhibits but i i don't know i'm not exactly sure how i feel about it well i guess i you could argue first of all why would you as a consumer want to go on one of these tours i would think that for some people it would be to better understand uh, the plight of the homeless, and maybe maybe I, that's what occurred to me too. Maybe uh, educate yourself in that respect. Uh, that ultimately would benefit homeless people because now we have we have somebody evangelizing on behalf of the homeless really gets the situation and uh, doesn't just necessarily pass by people on the street anymore, but really wants to try and be part of the effort to to make things better. Now, because for- I don't know why else you would want to do that. I don't know, just, just for a kicks? thrill, a kick, or something different. Um, there, there are all these sort of um, fantasy type uh, gifts you can give people that you know you can live like a queen for a day, or <clears throat> these other types of things that you would never get to experience. It looks like this guy. Uh, first of all, he's going to transform you to look like a, a homeless person. Wait a minute, there's an airplane. Oh, hang, on, hang on a sec. Well, he's he's going down low too. I always expect to see a parachutist fall out sometime, <laughs> land on our roof. Uh, so this guy is going to take you on a tour dressed as a homeless person to all his favorite spots. His favorite homeless spots in Pioneer Square, downtown Seattle. And then there's a hostel that you're going to check into. Women are not allowed to partake in this, by the way. Hmm. Uh, only men are allowed to, to take this tour, I guess because the maybe it's not safe for, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's probably a safety issue. Uh, but he says that the steep price is going to attract people who really want to understand. So it's kind of what you had made the argument uh, that maybe people really do want to get an inside look at how this feels. Maybe that will compel them to help. Um, and it, I mean, although he is marketing this tour as an adventure, uh, I, I don't know. It does seem like a pretty steep price tag. He is going to donate some of the money to the agencies that he visits during the tour. So there is something good about that. There's a book published uh, back in the early 60s uh, by a man named John Howard Griffin, who has passed away now. But his book was called Black Like Me. It was a big mm. bestseller back then. And he uh, he dressed himself up as a black man. Right. He, he, was, he was a Caucasian. Right. Uh, and because he wanted to go out into I society mm-hmm. and uh, and see what what is the black experience mm-hmm. like? What would it be like if I really was black right. day to day? And he, he experienced probably not to any great surprise, but even more than he expected, uh, the day to day prejudice. Now, granted, this was in the early '60s, but uh, it still happens. Racism is oh, still thriving in this sure. country, and uh, so it 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 opened a lot of eyes and. Uh, and uh, so, so that if that's the idea of this homeless experience, then I guess, uh, I guess 
there's something commendable about it. But I don't, I don't know why yeah. else anybody would want to do that. I don't unless... know that it's exploitive, though. I'm not sure I understand. There are people who are very upset about this. Well, um, he's charging for the experience, and you know that. Sure. I guess. Um, but he is going to be giving some of it to some of the institutions. Um, but back back to your point about people who react based on how you look. You know, we're wired as human beings that way. That will never, ever go away. Well, ever it's, go away. It's also away. reinforced by uh, what we see in movies and television and sure. all those But I'm not talking just about color. I'm talking about gender or how your hair is cut or yeah. or those, you know, that those pants you're wearing into the restaurant that show your crack. I mean, all these, that is how we are wired. We make decisions on our own safety and how we're going to protect ourselves based on what we see other people how they look and how they react and behave it doesn't mean it's always accurate but that's just how it is and it's that's al- it's it never going to go away it's almost never accurate in fact if it's you never going to go attention. away so i i don't i don't know I, I mean you know to say oh well all day some people will be treated equal it wouldn't serve our species in in the in to survive if we did if we all just went oh that person's okay that person's okay that person's okay that person's okay it just doesn't work that's not how we're built that's not how we evolved that's not how we evolved um backing up uh, quickly like michael jackson when he used to moonwalk uh, we were talking about restaurants, and this is something you had mentioned in passing to me earlier, that, and I, I don't know that much about it. And it's not exactly uh, front-page news, mm-hmm. but it's weird enough that I, I found it kind of intriguing. And uh, I guess the way we would express it is that if you... Uh, well, there is a, there's a restaurant that would like uh, your toes. Yes. Um, I guess would be the just bluntest way to put it. Yes. Uh, if you have like a frostbitten toe that had to be amputated, or I know a guy who has six toes on both feet. He's got you an extra. He's got an extra. So maybe he could uh, send one of these toes in to this restaurant that makes a thing called the Sour Toe Cocktail. This is a real thing. Did you know about this? No, I've never heard of it before. It's just it's really nauseating. So. If I have this straight, they they pour vodka or whatever and some other ingredients, and there's a... Hang on, let me look up the recipe because I forgot already. Hold on, I'm looking it up right now. So they they put a black... Oh, it's uh, it's horrifying. It's an old toe. It's It's actual human toe with a gnarly-looking nail on it and everything. Yeah, it's a mummified toe. And they drop it into the drink, and the idea at the restaurant, it's called the Sour Toe Cocktail, and you're supposed to drink it, but not the toe. (laughs) You know, the toe is just to add... I don't know what flavor. You can add. So basically, is you it can, just to be daring, or is it do actually do something to the drink? I don't know, but this cocktail dates back to the 1970s. Apparently, you pay uh, ten bucks for it. You can apparently add the toe to any drink you want. So if you want to order a martini, they'll put the toe in for you. If you want to order a Bloody Mary, if you want to order whatever it is you drink, I don't even know what you drink. They'll put the toe in. But you're right. My grandpa was a sour toe prospector back in Alaska. <laughs> yes. What did you just say? No, I'm just being voice. You're so it, you're supposed to let the toe touch your lips. Um, it's supposed to be, I guess, for good luck or something. Um, but some. Doofus named Josh from New Orleans. <laughs> Did you say doofus with a T on the yeah, end? Yeah, doofus. Oh. Doofus. Well, you dr- put a T on. I didn't mean to. I was starting. I was starting another word, and I didn't know where I was going with it. 
But did he, he drank the toe. He ate he it. He swallowed it. He ate the toe. Delicious. Oh, no. You, everybody, kids, you don't swallow toes. But I saw this article that this da- this hotel... Well, you know what? A, a swallowed toe, this too will pass. That was awful. Well, they um, just wait around a couple hours or however long and they'll get their toe back. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good point. Well, so this hotel is running ads that they want new toes, but I don't know how... How first of all, I want to know where they got that one. Where did that one come from? Mm-hmm. And I, second of all, isn't that like against the law? Isn't that like trafficking human body parts or something? Well, Is I there, mean, if you voluntarily, sort of legal... if you voluntarily, you can't go into the cemetery at night like uh, you know Doctor Frankenstein and dig people up and remove their toes. And I think that would be a grave robbing. That'd be different. But if uh, you know. Marvin Swenbellows decided, well, I got an extra toe I ain't using. Well, so. the original toe actually ironically belonged to a guy who was a trapper, and he lost it to frostbite. Mm, and okay. so they I said, here, frostbite. here yeah. take this. And that was the original sour toe. And they've gone through apparently about a dozen toes since then because mm. people just <laughs> why, why do they have to get? Why do they have to get the toe of a grizzled uh, trapper, why couldn't they get like uh, uh, I don't super know supermodel <laughs> toe? Yeah, a toe that you wouldn't mind sucking on. Yeah. That's kind of that's. Kind but of, then they'd probably swallow more of those too. I don't think they would. If it's gnarly looking, more most people won't they are gnarly swallow. looking. Yeah. The toe is black and it's all wrinkled and yeah, it's kind of really needs a little desinex. It's kind of really yeah. gross. Yeah. Um. So anyway, so mm-hmm. I just thought that was just weird. There's a lot of weird cocktails out there. Um. That are, are just nauseating because I that led me to start looking for other cocktails uh, online. I can't find them now. In fact, I don't want to talk about them. Every time I talk about stuff like this, it makes my stomach upset. Really? Yeah, I'm just feeling- just a gnarly looking toe with a really bad nail and fungus on it in a drink makes you sick. I'll I- tell you what, though, that would be a great way to get somebody to quit drinking. Mm-hmm. Don't you think? And I, I probably should cut down on the wine I've been sucking down. That might not be a bad way to do it. Well, you know, you just drop a toe in the glass. Chick Shadel is all about aversion therapy. That would make you, that would create some aversion, wouldn't I it? I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. Either that, or you'd really get into toes. Yeah, I think you're right. I cannot hear you say those words enough, Lisa. You are absolutely right, Pat. Oh yeah. I got my toes in the water, ass in the sand. Not a worry in a world of cold beer in my hand. Life is good today. Life is good today. You are absolutely right. Going home now to stay. The senoritas don't care when there's no dinero. Yeah, I got no money to stay. Adios and Valcondios. Going home now to stay. Just gonna grab up by the lake. Put my ass in a lawn chair, toes in the clay Not a worry in a world of PBR on the way Life is good today, life is good today Thanks for
for listening to Peculiar Podcast. Hey, goodbyes. <laughs> Join Pat and Lisa online at PeculiarPodcast.com. The gift that keeps on giving the whole year. And on the Peculiar Podcast Facebook fan page. Sweet. On Twitter at Peculiar Podcast, at Mr. Pat Cashman, and at Foster Chick. Join us and live in peace or pursue your present course and face obliteration.